0: Hi everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. So today, uh, today's episode, I wanted to share an example of something that I learned in college about how to increase your ability to focus and get information into your long-term memory. So this episode does relate pretty closely to the last episode, but it's a little bit more specific. And I'm giving you a more detailed example of what specifically I'm talking about. Um, So again, this relates directly to the last episode. um, And I'll start out with, in college, I learned about something called a thought journal. So if you are, it doesn't matter really what what subject matter you're studying. This particularly helps more, though, I would say, with maybe studying history, philosophy, or literature. Um, or if you're just, you want to increase your ability to remember what you read in a book. Um, so whenever I used to be in high school, and a lot of times in college as well, until I took certain classes on how to learn better, um, I would read a book and I would read a whole chapter And I would completely, basically forget what I just read about, except for who it was about, and maybe where they were, and maybe something big that happened. But I really, a lot of it would just fall right out of my memory. Like I just, nothing would sink. And I personally think that when you're growing up with stress, or even neglect, or abuse, and you do develop complex complex PTSD like I did, um, you're... Your brain just isn't, it's not sinking things in the right way. Let's put it that way. Um, and I've mentioned on here before, you know, you may wonder why, why are you getting bad grades when you're working so hard? Um, that's something that I used to think about a lot, especially in high school. Um, so this is something that I personally, it has helped me. And so maybe it'll help you too. So again, um, when I was in college, I learned about something called a thought journal we did these in relation to our history classes, but again, you could use this for, like, if you go to the library and check out a book, and you want to really learn about a subject and it's, the book's just not sinking in. Sometimes I think that that is the way the book is laid out, um, but again, I'll get back to my point here. We use this in relation to our history class at Thought Journals. So a Thought Journal is basically a two-page summary of what you learned in the last two weeks of, let's say, the book you're reading, or, like I said, history, philosophy, or literature classes. These three types of classes in particular really help with it. You could also, I guess, use this for math, science, if you wanted to do a thought journal about the types of problems that you learned. So maybe write out in a thought journal, we learned about division. We learned about fractions. We learned the specific things If you're studying a foreign language the specific things about this verb within the language of French you know Um, so you could try and do it that way but I think there's specific fields that thought journals tend to help out with more and like I said history philosophy literature Um, so again a thought journal is basically a two-page summary of what you learned in the last two weeks of your classes studies it focuses in on specific things that you read Specifically, number one, why did you read that, that book for the class you are in at that time? Number two, the specific main points of the chapters you were required to read for the last two weeks. Number three, why your class is reading this particular piece of literature for the, for the class that you're in? And number four, how this book or whatever you're reading, how it relates to the subject you're studying. So let's say this semester you're studying the U.S. Civil War. So why are you reading, you know, Fallen Angels? Or um, actually, it's not Fallen Angels. There's a book called It's a novel called Killer Angels, and that's about um, different guys who are in the Civil War. And I think on Union and Confederate sides. I had to read that book twice when I was in college, Fallen Angels, or Kill, excuse me, Killer Angels. Um, so that would be an example. Why did we have to read Killer Angels for our US Civil War history class? Um, so that's what you do in a thought journal. And this is really all an example in my opinion, of mindfulness. Mindfulness is something I've talked a lot about on this podcast. I talk about it in relation to, like, eating and having, like, a mindful type of, like, a brunch. I always use brunch because I feel like brunches are very colorful. Brunch, you know, you get pancakes, waffles, sausage, orange juice, jams, jellies, um, just all kinds of things in a brunch. I feel like a brunch is just a little bit more... Um, there's more things you can kind of do with it rather than just a breakfast or a lunch. It just seems like it's a little bit more something you can kind of play with and it's more mindful. You can really engage with a lot of different tastes, flavors with a a brunch. Um, but again, this is all example of mindfulness. These thought journals, you are taking in your subject matter is what you're doing. That is what a thought journal is, um, It is helpful. It is helping you remember what you read. So, for example, I recently checked out a book. One, as I told you guys, one of them is about um, Thomas uh, Wyatt, which I talked to you guys about. It's one of my ancestors, and he was a poet and everything. And so I recently checked out a book about him. And another book I checked out was a book about, I, I don't know if you'd call it the... Biography or autobiography I think it's her autobiography That she wrote um, About First Lady Betty Ford In the 1970s There um, is there is a lot more Going on in her life than I ever knew But I just think it's She's someone that I feel is very overlooked In the realms Of American presidencies And first ladies um, And I find this 1970s A very interesting time In United States history. So I wanted to study what she was all about. And she was much more interesting and colorful than what I ever thought. Very animated person. Um, But these are two books that I could study by using a thought journal. So after two chapters, write out two pages. Of what you learn in those two chapters and you always want to look at like the introduction of a book what's the introduction telling you it's basically going to tell you what you're about to read about Um, and that can go for any book math science whatever always read the introduction every chapter Um, you can use this concept of a thought journal for any book that you read and it should literally help get that information in whatever book you are reading Help get in, that information into your long-term memory. So in relation to all of this, um, in the last episode I did on, on this podcast, I read you the first draft of a poem that I'm going to read. And today, um, I polished that poem up, and I now have my final draft that I'm going to give my local poets and writers group. Um, this will be the final draft, and... It's way more descriptive. It's way more in point. I did a little bit more research about the particular subject matter, which is a peony flower. Um, so it's a type of flower called a, a peony flower. And um, after doing all of this, it's very similar to a thought journal. So the reason I'm rereading the revised version is because It'll help kind of get it into your long-term memory. Um, For example, the history of where peony flowers come from, uh, why ants tend to crawl over the buds of peony flowers, that's in this poem. Um, The concept of Memorial Day once being called Decoration Day and that peony flowers are always in bloom around Memorial Day, which is the holiday in America that celebrates... um, that memorial memorializes, I should say, uh, soldiers, fallen soldiers in battles. Um, this is also uh, the season of weddings. A lot of times, at least in the United States, around May, um, and so interestingly, the peony symbolizes happiness, good fortune, and happy marriage. Um, so it's a it's a good flower for that, and. We were asked by the local watercolor society to pick two paintings and write poems about them. So I chose the peony flower and I chose a restored home, which I will eventually do a revised version of the restored restoration painting. Um, But again, these are the polished versions and I'm just going to read this version of the peony flower poem. And again, this is similar to a thought journal because the more repetition that you kind of do, the more it sinks into your memory. So now all of this about this particular flower will always be in my memory because I've been working on it. You know, I've been putting a lot of time into it. So I'm just going to read this and then I'm going to go ahead and sign off. From China... The peonies made their arrival. Brought by the Brits and French in the early 19th century, Americans found these flowers quite delightful. Plenty of sunshine is what they need. So as mid-April comes, be sure to remove any old leaves. Soon you'll see the maroon-colored sprouts, looking much like tiny red trees shooting out. As they grow, the buds begin to show. Covered by ants, marching one by one, so frantically they go. The nectar from the buds is what the ants are after. It's one of their first big meals, and they couldn't get to it faster. Memorial Day comes, and so do the blossoms. Light pink, dark pink, maroon, and white, some known as single forms, Their stamens bear the pollen which the bees find quite awesome. Originally called Decoration Day, we travel to cemeteries to mourn our fallen soldiers. Having peony flowers already planted graveside, simply clip a few and to the grave lay them over. This is also the season of weddings. Peonies are perfect for this, They symbolize happiness, good fortune, happy marriage. They make for a gift worth bearing. The most significant part of any flower is probably its fragrance. Sweet and rosy and sometimes citrusy, when you smell it each year, it brings back old memories. After all their blooms are full, the flowers will tip over and hang. Go ahead and trim a few, Their vase life is about five to seven days. If you want their beauty for a longer period of time, hang them upside down for a few weeks and see what you find. Once they are crisp to the touch, put them in a vase. No water required. They've reached their final state of grace. So that is the revised Pini poem. And so, again, the point of all this is when you repeat things or if you if you're studying any subject matter and, you know, you get it into your long term memory, that's how you do it is you do it repetitive or repetitively. Um, and a thought journal is really, I think, your fat- fastest route to getting there. A lot of times in high school, I think we were taught to use like flashcards and I think flashcards can work. They're not really something that worked for me. I feel like flashcards usually were so much information and you're trying to do flashcards like like you might do them every other day and you'll sit down and you'll do them for like an hour. But I think it's the way flashcards aren't quite as organized as a thought journal. And the reason I say that is a thought journal has very specific points that I already listed. Um, you're doing it every two weeks and you're really zoning in on very specific points that are helping you understand why you're reading what you're reading for the subject you're studying. Whereas I think flashcards, it's almost like, um, It almost feels like multiple choice. And I don't like multiple choice. I don't think multiple choice educates anybody about hardly anything. So whenever I was taking political science classes, um, when I was getting my bachelor's, I had a political science class, which I signed up for. I don't remember if it was a requirement or not at the time, because I think I might have been done with my associates for that. And I don't think I had to actually take political science. I wanted to take it. And it was all the nuts and bolts of political science. So like if someone says you're studying law and you're going to be studying the nuts and bolts of law. I mean, this was like the super boring stuff. This was like how a bill becomes a law. And I would rather watch conjunction junction. What's your function? Schoolhouse rock. I'm just bill. Um, The little cartoon I'm going to learn more from that than I end from flashcards related to um, political science. And I am more of a visual learner. So I think that that may be part of my learning issues growing up. Um, show me a movie versus having me read a book. And if you show me a movie, it'll sink in way better. Um, now, if you show me a poem, uh, that will sink in faster than I think anything visual. Uh, because a poem is showing you something in like, you know, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20 lines. You know, it's, it's just chopping it right down to the real heart of the matter. It's getting right to the point, a poem. And so that's another reason I like poetry. So for example, this is like, Tons of information about the peony flower, right? It's getting right to the point. It's not a visualization showing you the lifespan and what people do with a peony flower, taking it to a gravesite, it traveling over on a boat in the early 19th century from England, and England got it from China. You know, this is a poem getting to the point of it all. It's not just visuals, and it's not you having to read a 10 chapter book about a peony flower and then your teacher saying, what did you get out of this 10 chapters when someone could have just given you a quick little poem, right? Rather than read 10 chapters Um, or even five chapters, you know, a five chapter, even a five chapter, you know, just a small book or something or a kid's book um, with pictures, like a poem is just going to get their way faster. So I think it's just a really good way of, of learning, and particularly if you struggle with long-term memory issues, which I think a lot of people come from trauma do. So there you go. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.